Welcome to the Inventory Professional Podcast, brought to you by Inventory Base, providers of industry-leading property inspection software, accredited training, and on-demand property reports. Join us as we discuss the latest news, legislation, and all things property, hosted by our very own inventory expert, Sean Hemming Metcalf. With regular special guests, listen in to our open and honest discussions about the role of the inventory professional and how to navigate through this ever-changing, fast-paced industry. Welcome to the Inventory Professional Podcast, and today I am really pleased to be joined by Mark Boyt, founder and CEO of Drone Safe Register. Mark, thanks very much indeed for joining us. Absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on, Sean. Today's podcast is about Drone Safe Register are doing within the industry and also the fact that we've now partnershiped as inventory-based work streams with Drone Safe to offer surveys and also property inspections. And I'm presuming, Mark, not just about that, about your whole range potentially of what drones can do. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, every week someone comes up with you know, with like a new use for drones. I think this week someone tried trying to spray bridges for graffiti to save clothes and busy roads. You could possibly fly a drone and spray the graffiti off, obviously, to all buildings. So that, that, that was quite interesting this week. One of our members wow. is trying to get permission to do that. So That is really unique. I wouldn't even have thought of that, but that makes really, really good sense. From your point of view, can, can drones, do they have the capability? I know they've got a certain weight, they've got a certain range, obviously certain heights that they have to are allowed to work with in regards to your civil aviation licensed pilot. So, I mean, how would that work? If you see a very, very big drone, it's it's obviously carrying something heavier so obviously you can have very very small drones a lot of people well, it's probably worth to say the actual technology is getting smaller the manufacturers are building more powerful drones that are smaller and obviously moving forward towards safety when obviously drone use gets obviously grows in the uk people will want to see slightly smaller drones but we've got big drones carrying cable or rope across rivers for instance for like lines for um obviously telecoms and stuff so but as I say, drones will get smaller moving forward and obviously more powerful. When you see the big, big drones, they're obviously that they're there for a reason because they're carrying some some sort of payload or they have to fly for a long time, which means the batteries are, are obviously bigger than small drones. I've had experience of seeing drones um, just generally, you know, I think mostly from the, the amateur side, the hobbyist side. Now, Amazon are getting into that kind of space with looking at deliveries, etc. I suppose, yeah, it makes really sense that you can then open up the market to anything that maybe requires, like I said, that remote access with one person just piloting the drone. But I never thought about cabling and, and that kind of thing. I would have thought the drones would have to be massive but like you said if they've got the power capability and that yeah. lift then then i suppose anything's possible yeah no it's it, honestly it's it's a really really interesting industry and and how far it's come i'd say to everyone now that the actual technology isn't new the biggest problem we have is an, is an organization the whole industry has is disrupting traditional methods i.e when someone would normally get a ladder or someone would normally um, obviously hire scaffolding a drone operator can can be up you know, I think last week we deployed one and we had the data back in two hours. I think how long scaffolding takes to put up. Then obviously the, the, the property's got scaffolding around it for a week. We can get an operator up, you know, obviously for a bird's eye view, just to see whether it does need maintenance, you know. So I suppose that's also going to help with the safety aspect, not just obviously what's happening with COVID, but the fact that you don't have to send someone up a ladder, you don't have to send a steeplejack up there, you don't have to maybe send a chimney suite up there to have a look at what the chimney is doing, or from a maintenance point of view, you can get that first person view of it and then make a decision, yeah, I need to send someone up, or no, I don't, I can do this, yeah, that, no, the yeah. other. 
No, you're definitely my, I always remember, and I think I even said it on my Dragon's Den pitch, we had a lightning strike at Chichester Cathedral and they were quoted £12,000 for either scaffolding or a steeplejack. And obviously we attended one early morning because it's a congested area, so it's safer to do it at sort of, you know, at, at first sunlight. I remember it's freezing, my hands were cold actually, I remember the day well, but we <laughs> flew a drone quite close to the building at quite a height and took very, very detailed pictures that obviously the, the surveyors could look at and the insurance company could look at afterwards. And it turned out that the lightning strike didn't damage what they thought had damaged and it saved them sort of 12, sorry, 18,000 pounds. So that's obviously on, on a, of a grand scale because you've got a huge building smaller properties anything over two stories even the normal house if you can't access it easily should just hire a drone you know we can get them there same day next day as long as the, obviously the weather's good get some detailed pictures of, of you know before you make the decision whether to invest in scaffolding so is that kind of how you got into drones then where's the correlation between what you're doing now and what you were doing previously i used to run dealerships that's what i used to do and me and my father had a had a family business um, which was going very well. And I remember trying to work one day and I just phoned him up. And um, so before this, I'd, I'd been very into drones and I used to fly drones at work when I was quiet and supposed to fly in things, through things, over things. So, so more of a hobby point of view. Yeah, so I, I probably got quite good at it. And I'd always done the same job for like 25 years. I've been employed by two people. I just phoned my dad up one day and said, I don't really want to do this anymore. Do you mind if I do something else? So I become a qualified drone operator. So I was one of, I was just under, so I think my number was 1,002. So I was one of the first drone operators in England. And there's about 12 or 13,000 now who have been through it. So I was sort of in the first 1,000 or just, just over 1,000. Started sort of a, a, like an aerial filming company. Then I realized there was more people doing it without permission and without insurance. There was no safe place to, for members of the public to hire vetted operators. So Drone Safe was born, and that was five years ago now. And I say we're now proudly the, the largest network, and without any doubt, the most professional network in England. So we have operators all over the UK. We can cater for all types of aerial work, from a basic roof inspection to filming. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. One of our members is doing that at the moment, which is quite exciting for him. Yeah, didn't you also do a very kind of exciting film recently as well, one of your members? Oh, I can't remember what it's called now. So many of them. I think it was the Holmes video, wasn't it? Yeah, they we did all the aerials for that. We've got all sorts of members. Some specialise in TV and film, some specialise in inspection, some in de-survey, some do infrared, some do a lot of offshore wind farms. It's a real mixture. So as a, as a network, we can cater for anything that's chucked at us. And if the impossible is mentioned, three or four of the members will get together and find a way how to collect the data. Because all drones are doing is collecting data. And it just depends what data you want to collect. You know, in the UK, some people can only fly to 400 feet. That's obviously the, the normal. But some buildings are 600 feet. So we have some members now with 800 feet permission. All right. So you have to get permission for each, yeah, like extra, each level. Extra permission, yeah, extra permission. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So everyone's issued a standard permission so i think 80 percent of our operators have got standard permissions which still leaves you to do a lot but then we've got the other 20 percent that have got extra permissions so they've had to to pay extra be you know really really scrutinized by the operations and they have to prove to the cea why they should be given extra permissions 
because obviously some people can't conduct their job with, with the standard permission. So if you had a high rise building, not many people may be able to inspect it legally. We've obviously got the people in our network to obviously cater for that sort of work as well. I suppose from a, a residential point of view and what you're doing with work streams and with the housing market as it is, if you're looking at maybe a new roof for a block yeah, under block management, I know that they get looked at regularly. Depending on the size of that, you, you would be able to have a drone certified pilot be able to go up there, you know, take the drone up there to have a look to see if it does need repairing, if there's any maintenance work needed, etc. Of course, yeah. But most important thing, what our, what our network do is we don't just turn up for a job. So that's what people need to understand. So when they think, oh, a drone, oh, it's cheaper to get a ladder or cheap, it's not. There is planning that goes involved. So there's different airspaces as well. There's certain places, you know, if you've got a property very near Gatwick, we have to speak to Gatwick to get permission from them. So obviously every job can be, can be very easy to do or very difficult. When I say not difficult, it just means you have to do more planning. We also need to make sure that people around the property are happy for a drone flight. Since Gatwick, which obviously has never been proved in all them days of disruption and all them... I remember those, yeah. Yeah, and bearing in mind, you've got the world's top photographers there for the newspapers with all their big lenses and not one drone was found. But that's another story. Maybe we'll do it, <laughs> but we'll have another podcast and my views on that. But um, <laughs> it just needs to be done properly and make sure... Because people's perception of drones went down, really, after we found you know, every other person that's, that's operating. Oh, was that you at Gatwick, was it? Ha, ha, and... And that sort of stuff. So that's sort of been, you know, forgotten about now, which is good. But people need to understand drones are here to stay without any doubt. They are saving people money on a daily basis. And also um, it's the safety aspect as well, because they said right. certainly with what you're doing with inventory based work streams is about offering inspections, roof inspections, aerial photography, aerial video to yes. make, you know, to not only help with the sales process, but the surveying process and also potentially like the maintenance side of things. So from that point of view, you've got to make sure that everybody that's doing those kind of videos and, and pictures and measurements, as it were, that the you know, one that they're certified by CAA, that they know what they're doing, they have all the right permissions and they understand also what the client wants. Because I mean, the housing market itself is certainly right this moment, since the first lockdown is booming, it's, it's gone up exponentially and I can't see that turning a corner anytime soon especially with lockdown is or sorry as it's in now as of today the 5th of November yeah. and of course then looking at the market as it stands we're allowed to keep operating so of course then there's a definite need there for all of these types of surveys inspections and videos to be done it's interesting you say that because we've noticed lots of properties are for sale obviously and obviously we have major account customers around the UK that use our pilots to take pictures of property. So anything really, you know, obviously if you've got a terrace for sale or land for sale, it's a no brainer, but obviously it's slightly remote properties with land. We take tremendous amount of pictures every year for people like that. And we've really noticed not just the demand for aerial photography, because obviously it will always be demand anyway, because people understand how to use them, obviously the benefits, you know, much more houses for sale at the moment. Yeah, very much so. I mean, you can just only have to look on the right move and Zoopla and on the market to see exactly, you know, how buoyant the market is and from the letting side as well. And a lot of people seem to think that letting a property wouldn't necessarily require drones because at the end of the day, you're just letting to a tenant. But there's the whole fitness for human habitation side of things and surveying and making sure that the property is safe. 
Mm. From a lettings point of view, I would argue that a drone picture or video would be actually quite vital to making sure not just the inside of the property is safe, but the mm. external side. And especially when you've got high populated areas, so far because Portsmouth, where infantry base are based, yeah. I think the chimney pot count, you know, it's one of the most extensive populated areas in the country you only have to look down the streets of how quite tightly packed they are which means access is so much more difficult especially from a roof point of view yeah you're right yeah to me it makes a lot of sense especially to make sure that the properties are issue free especially now i think weather wise because we're getting so many problems with how bad the weather is we just had storm alex cause a lot of damage and we're really i think we're just going into that kind of period of the autumn winter where we're going to see a lot more so i'm presuming then you know your drones will be absolutely vital for helping with storm damage control flooding etc yeah yeah you know we always sort of you know advertise is your roof checked for winter what people need to understand is property is expensive they're assets the roof is actually one of the most expensive parts to replace. And obviously, if you can look at an issue before it gets bad, it can save a lot of money in the long run. You've got to obviously to shell out some money, but we've got people now that use us every year. We've been going for five years now, so we've got obviously lots of regular customers. We've got, oh, can you do manual roof check? Of course we can. We send an operator in. As the economy has, has obviously, it's, it's hard work at the moment less people will probably be thinking about maintaining their roofs. And, oh, don't worry, I'll do it next year, I'll do it the year before. But it's really important, you know, what's going on up there if you can't see. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose in a way, now the fact that we have got this lockdown period, the fact that we're going into winter, it makes even more sense to get it done. Because like you said, yes, people are being very money conscious. I understand that. I think we all are, especially because the amount of redundancies still happening, people having to lock down and not being able to run their businesses. But equally, like you said, if the roof's not safe and it causes damage, I mean, funny enough, one of my clients the other day came into their office to find that their ceiling had all come in and they had problems with the roof. So that in itself is costly. Someone needs to get up there, have a look, make sure it's safe, but equally they need to be safe as well. as. Mm-hmm. So to me, it makes perfect sense to send a drone up there to get that initial look and then be able to work out a good safe plan to be able to deal with that maintenance issue. Mm-hmm going forward. But I must say, I'd never thought about having annual maintenance checks by drones. So that makes, again, a lot of lot of sense, especially when you've got block management side. If you own you know, a block of flats, for instance, and it's your investment and you've got tenants downstairs and you've got something going on upstairs that you didn't know about, and then we have a massive downpour, you know, you've got to think how many tenants that will affect down below and obviously you know the actual cost to the actual management company that's obviously run all the owners you know we do a lot of insurance work and we've got quite a few um, we, we don't do lots of insurance work we have an instruction and, and we look at the pictures obviously every picture we look as sort of, sort of head office look at pictures before we send to the customer and you can see that it's just the roof's worn out so you've got people that are trying to claim to say their roof's broken because of storm damage. So nine times out of ten, you go up there and you actually see a massive tile or something's hit the roof or whatever. And, and you know that is basically storm damage. You can see it's fresh, everything looks new and it's damaged. But other times you go up there and the roof's just worn out. You know, it's bowed, you know. And you can mm-hmm. even see it bowed from looking top down on the camera or it's just all the felt or the flashing and stuff. And yeah, it's saving people money there as well, certainly insurance companies as well. And I suppose then that obviously leads into working with surveyors because, again, they need that view. And a lot of them will have extendable poles, but a lot of the viewing is done from the ground, looking up, trying to see as much as they possibly can. But put a drone up and, and get that full bird's eye view 
of the entire property, its surroundings, the roof, being able to go around the, so the gutterings and all those kind of areas yeah. must be invaluable. Do you get a lot of inquiries from the surveyor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously for you, you know, we always include the roof and the gutters, don't we? So we come to an agreement where we include the gutters as well. But for us to, to obviously turn up, you know, some of our operators, obviously very skilled because they spend all day looking roofs, but, but they're not surveyors. A lot of times the surveyor will actually be on site and the operator then gives the surveyor a monitor. A lot of our members have now got Zoom cameras as well in very, very high definition. We can take JPEG and raw pictures if needed. And a surveyor will basically direct the actual camera. So could the surveyor actually direct it remotely from maybe from the office? So that the drone um, yeah. pilot is there at the property and the, the surveyor yeah. is back at the office and they can yeah. say, can you go here? Could you look there? Could you zoom in, etc." Yeah. yeah, so we, we've got live streaming as well. Uh, oh, wow. We've got live streaming as well. Obviously, when 5G is launched, you're going to have amazing quality. But the actual real sort of full power photos come, come from the SD card and the drone. So obviously, once the drone lands... You've got all the data and it's in very, very good quality, very high quality. Now you can see everything. You know, you'll be amazed. You can zoom into bits and, and all sorts. So I say I've looked at thousands of roofs, so it's quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, so. It's a bit like us with inventories. When we go in, we've seen loads of houses all the time and issues within the houses, but we don't get really involved on the external side because mm. we tend to concentrate on what's within the tenant's ability to control, which yeah. will be the internal aspects and like the grounds, the gardens areas. But obviously roof is, is something definitely for the landlord to, to manage, which again, which is what I was thinking earlier. Lettings and landlords shouldn't then dismiss the use of drones just because they're letting a property because like I said it's got the potential to cause them problems especially from an insurance point of view if they're not maintaining the whole of the property and the roof area I think it's like that saying that out of sight out of mind you know you don't mm. you don't think and look up and, you don't uh, really when you think I, about it you know, I, I probably um, can I say this you know you'd be amazed what the state of the roof's in a lot of people that you know high up roofs they're, they're not good they're not good at all and as you say, a few hundred quid, a bit of maintenance or whatever, once a year would stop that. Yeah. And I can't remember the statistics. Someone shared it to me about a month ago, people falling off ladders and stuff, but it's very high. Yeah, I was going to say that because you don't want people going up or erecting scaffolding, which is actually quite expensive to do and to yes. hire it. And you normally have to hire for a minimum period. If you didn't have to do that because you sent the drone up first and it could effectively just prevent all of that in the first place. Or if you do, then you can target where you need to be and maybe that would reduce costs. So there's a definite cost savings benefit having drones go up. If no one's used a drone before to, you know, to inspect a roof, you need to try it. You'll be amazed what the quality is and the detail and what you can bring off the report or the actual data you see. Well, that's interesting because I was going to ask you about the whole understanding of what the drone pilots do. So do they get specialist training in how to look at roofs or how do, how do they get that knowledge base? Yeah, so we, we've got different operators. So a drone to our operators is probably like a tool. We have surveyors in our obviously network and we have people that will just attend, take pictures for surveyors or for the build or for the owner's use. If there's a major problem on a roof, you haven't got to be very well trained to figure out where the water's coming in or where the damage is. But obviously more complex jobs, the surveyor will probably know or the owner will know that pictures of a roof won't quite cut it. We need to do something a little bit more. And that's where we'd obviously attend and obviously meet the surveyor on the ground. And they'd obviously go into a lot more depth. But a decent surveyor if we take pictures of the roof and when we take lots of pictures people go christ i've got a load of pictures i said yeah but you may need them qualified surveyor will be able to look very closely and see what it is 
I mean, we always, from a, certainly from an inventory point of view, we always look at pictures that they need to be able to tell you the story. They need to be able to back up and provide the evidence. And I suppose it's no different to what you're doing, except that maybe like you need a few more than maybe we would, just because just being sure that what it is you're capturing is what the person needs, especially yeah. if they're not remote accessing the footage or they're not actually on site when that happens. So you've got the ability to take all those pictures. So do you give those over to the client? Do you store them for the client? Yeah, so we've got lots of accounts. So everyone is different. We've got our own portals. Obviously, you've got a very good portal, which we use. So bookings for you would be done on your portal. We then send the operator up and upload them to your system for your clients, which works really well. It does. And I can imagine then when you've got that footage, you've got those pictures, certainly from a surveyor point of view, we have a template within infantry base for site notes. And mm. also we're developing an ability to actually for surveyors to complete a report. So they'll be able to take that footage, take that pictures and embed them in the report, annotate yeah. them and showcase where the issues are and create the survey from that information. Because mm. certainly inventory base supports video 360 and detailed yeah. pictures. Excellent. It's definitely the way forward. So all we're finding is if everyone was using drone technology as they should do, we wouldn't have enough operators in our network. It's that exciting for us because lots of people are using them now and using this again, which is really rewarding, you know, because they are seeing the benefit. So how big is the drone safe register? How many pilots so we, do you have? We've got just under 500 operators which have been with us for quite a long time, to be fair. I've been trading for five years now. And to be fair, the way levels are at the moment, we probably have enough to cater for the workload that's coming in. Every year, we obviously get busier. This year, for instance, I was very worried at the start of lockdown. Obviously, lockdown number one, we should call it now. <laughs> yeah, we're at 2.0 now. <laughs> we're 2.0 now. Thinking, oh, you know, I hope there's going to be enough work for operators. But we've actually provided even more opportunities for members and businesses, more businesses have contacted us because of remote working. How do the pilots say, for argument's sake, I've got a drone, I'm a hobbyist, I'm really interested, I'd like to do more, I'd like to be be used commercially for surveys, yep. for inspections. Where do I go to get training? How do I... So, yeah, on, on our website, which is dronesaferegister.org.uk, we have training tabs. And it's really interesting you say that because we've got different types of membership. We, we have a hobby membership. We have a, an advanced membership we're launching on the 1st of um, January 2021. And we have professional membership, which is what we've had since day one. And we've had lots of people that have joined us as hobbyists and are now actually part of our professional network as well. At the moment, you have to, to attend uh, like, like a training school. There's about 30 or 40 around the UK. And they just teach you about air law, teach you about the safety. And then they give you a flight test. And then you're you're like a, an approved CA approved operator, and that permission has to be renewed every year. Okay, so, and I presume yeah. then you have to be insured as well in order yes, to operate. Yeah. Yeah, we we don't let anyone go out to any job that isn't insured. Any job of say we did for you, every member would obviously be insured. Well, that gives a really good amount of assurance um, to anybody who's actually going through inventory based work streams to book a pilot with you. There's lots of people doing it without insurance. That that's you know, that's the sole reason I set up. It sounds crazy, but I, I've had big drones fall out of the sky. Really? It wasn't my, wasn't my fault in <laughs> the uh, early days, but this is massive. Like probably 14 kilograms you know, fall, falling out of the sky. When you're doing roof inspections, if you, if you don't know what you're doing, you could quite easily hit like an aerial or, or a telephone wire. You can do more damage looking at damage, if that makes sense. So It does make sense, yeah. Yeah, so it's just really important to know what you're doing. And if people don't want to take our advice or your advice or the legal advice, always hire someone with some sort of accreditation and insurance. That's fine. But you've only got to look at YouTube to see what, what some people can do that don't know what they're doing with drones, you know. So, so and that's where they're going to get a bad name. But the other thing is, 
if someone turned up to do a property, our members would very nicely just knock at next door to say, look, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. I'll be an hour. We're not taking pictures of you or of your garden. And that's great. The problems you have is when people turn up that aren't insured, they've got no permission to be there. They're flying in an area they shouldn't legally be flying in because of distances and stuff. And all hell breaks loose because they're flying a drone really erratically over someone's roof, you know, and that's that's not what we're about. No, no, definitely not what you're about. And certainly it's one of the reasons I think yourselves and Steve Rad and Inventory Base started talking about um, using Inventory Base Workstreams to enable bookings of reports to be done via our system directly with you so that you can get qualified people. So like you said, so that safety element is always at the forefront of, of all the work, of all the video and all the pictures yeah. being done. I think it's it's going to be a really, really, you know, we're obviously super excited about the relationship. We've met a few times, which has been great. And, and I think your vision of where it's going is incredible. And, and the work you're doing behind the scenes is, I thought we worked hard as a team. You know, you've got, you know, some serious stuff going, which is, which is exciting. I would hope to put the cherry on top. It will be a one-stop shop and there's no need for everyone to go. Plus the website you have is so easy to use. And if you booked a job this morning and want it done this afternoon, we can probably get the data to you this afternoon. That's how powerful we are. And obviously how powerful your portals are as well for members, you know. I think that's one of the benefits of like collaboration, isn't it? Especially in these times we're in now. It's for the benefit of the end user. And it's funny enough, we had exactly the same conversation the other day on another podcast. I think we've gone from a, a situation where everyone's kind of working in silos, everyone doing their own things, everyone competing against each other and, you know, really kind of rubbing, as it were. Whereas now we've got a much better collaborative approach because it's about the benefit for the end users, about what they need, what they want from the service, how quick they need it, why they need it and also the different options that are available and I think certainly from our point of view both you as drone safe register us as infantry based work streams that open API that open collaboration it, it can only benefit everybody to be able to access all the services they want I mean yes we're definitely trying to get to that one-stop shop approach in regards mm. to property reporting or reporting because mm. obviously any type of report that's required effectively can be done on inventory base but it's not just about facilitating that it's about going beyond that and making sure that we provide a really rounded service of safe service and work with people like yourself Mark with Drone Safe Register to make sure that we keep our clients safe but we give them the best quality product that we possibly can and I think by working collaboratively by learning from each other we learning from you guys about what you can do and how diverse your role is and what drones can do can only benefit the end user at the end of the day so yeah. it's, it's really exciting times I mean I know it's difficult it's achieved exciting but you know COVID sped lots of things up you know mm. lots of of sadly the decline of towns you know town centers and I, I live on the outskirts of Bognor Regis so Bognor Regis town is very quiet but you've now got these new sort of outlets setting up just outside town and I, I keep saying to my wife these are the new town centers not the ones but time change and obviously remote working as well is going to change but yes I, I think people just want an easy life now because life isn't that that easy anymore, is it really? If you look, if you look no. at it, so when you can use your product, or let's we'll talk about my product, because because you've invited me on, so when, <laughs> when, when, yeah. But when you can use a drone operator that does it properly, that gives you really good data, it's not hassle free. You book it, you, you get it. It's in your inbox within good time, and you're chuffed a bit. That's wonderful, and that's what we all do, isn't it? We, it we, is. Yeah, and that, that's that's a big big thing for me. Is it's easy, it's professional, it's safe, it's legal, and it's easy. And that's why. People 
people come back to us time and time again. Yeah, it's that experience, isn't it? It's that positive experience. And, and I think sometimes barriers can be put up when they don't necessarily need to have those barriers there. And I think mm. certainly, like you said, where we are currently in the world, everything that's happened in 2020, a lot of those barriers are coming down because people have realised they can't work that way anymore. Things have got to change, mm. but it's made us think outside the box and it's also made us more enthused about it. Working with yourselves, working collaboratively with other providers, yeah. it just makes a huge amount of sense and everybody then benefits and the key thing for certainly for my point of view and I think you'd agree your point of view is about that end user that person getting the service they want at totally. the price but that they can rely on and like you said it's yeah. safe it's legal but it provides everything that they need for them to be able to do whatever it is they want that be a surveyor be it a contractor yeah. Yeah. do yeah. the roof they change the subject we we set up a drone store this year so we provide drones to the public now We've got two suppliers, so we had a problem last week with one. The supplier we don't use much, you know, you do a returns label and then you have to wait two days. And then, oh, could you have the serial number, please? They've got the serial number, but okay, can I have the serial number? Okay, can I have the date of purchase, please, on another email? Okay, yeah, but you've got that as well. Okay, fine. Can I have a brief description, please? And you can take some pictures. And I'm thinking, what is this all about? And then you've got the other company. Yeah, no problem, Mark. Send it back. We'll replace it. Job done. Who are we going to use? And that's what it's like, hopefully, using us. And, and that's what I've seen with your system as well. People haven't got time for that type of, you know, we live in a world that's, as I say, hard enough as it is. Go to something that just works first time and it's easy and, and it's fun and more enjoyable to use, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because if you enjoy it, you're more likely to go back time and time again. And I mean, if you look at the kind of the bigger companies like your Amazons, that's exactly how they do it. Everything is automated. Everything's seamless. Everything's quick. It's easy. There's no barriers there. And any that that are there, they're always constantly looking at to take down, which is, I think, what we as inventory based work streams and what you as Drone Safe Register are trying to do is take those barriers down to accessing a drone pilot. So you don't have to worry that that person is or isn't certified that they is or isn't safe and that they're going to do the job that you've asked them to do all within the framework of something that's very responsive they're easy to get their information and then be able to then use that information to complete their reports or their surveys or or whatever it is that they've actually booked the drone service for like you said it makes really really good sense and easy doesn't have to be difficult and i know that sounds a bit weird but sometimes we, we make it no, difficult you're, you're right and you know a, a lot of people hope you know put off by drones why be put off by drones There's i think they're fascinating oh the you know what we'll um once this, once this covid's ended we're gonna we'll have a we'll have a day out we'll have an open day or something we'll invite you to fly one Oh, that would be fabulous. <laughs> Can't and, um, promise I won't crash it, though, just letting you know that. <laughs> yeah, take some pictures, because there is actually quite a bit of skill involved. You know, if, if you want to get quite close to roofs, weather isn't perfect. It's 10, 15, 20 mile hour winds and got to fly very, very close to things. It does take skill, which oh, is why, why I would always recommend just hiring someone that knows what they're doing. It's um, the same in any business, isn't it? You, you it know, is, exactly. you, you're buying a house and you want the property looked at from a safety stroke, damage or issues going forward point of view, you'd book a surveyor. If you're letting a house, you want to make sure that you get the property back and your asset is protected, you get an inventory clerk. You know, you use a drone safe uh, registered certified pilot to give you those pictures, give you that understanding. So you mm-hmm. can literally look at that and go, I know I can rely on that. I know then what I can then do with that. And that's what you want at the end of the day, yeah. isn't it? I think once in five years, we've had to send a member back to reshoot. 
but that was to be fair you know really difficult customer anyway so you know we just we, we we'll just get got, them <laughs> yeah you know we we just got on and do it because obviously i think the expectations were slightly different probably we won't go there but if that's what happens we, we go and do it again it's not a problem you know no, because it's but, about the said it's you it's a reputational thing as well isn't it I think, and we all we all value that now we all understand the need not just to provide the service but to do develop that reputation so that people mm. do come back and they do rely on you and they do the fact that the, what we all want is that we're the first people that the buyer thinks of above anybody else because like mm. I said it's easy it's safe they know what we're doing we deliver on time when we say to the quality level that we say we will and that's yeah, what that's any of us want as a consumer I'll, drink, I'll, I'll drink to that I'll drink to that yep sounds good so what's next steps for you and drone safe register uh, so yeah we've just taken on a new marketing executive so we have plans to to expand this year because obviously I've been doing quite a lot myself I can't take all the credit see we've got a full-time developer and We've got a membership manager, so he works remotely. So we moved into offices in Chichester about a year ago now, and we always wanted to expand this year. And obviously COVID got in the way. So just as we're about to press the button, COVID got in the way. So then we employed our first two members of staff about two months ago, which has settled in really, really well. The idea is now to stabilise the business this year, because obviously we are still in COVID and lockdown, but we, you know we've grown this year. Which, which amazed me, absolutely amazed me. So, you know, we've actually had a really, really good year. We'll be growing our, our network next year and taking on some people to get some more major accounts just to keep our network super busy. Because it's, it's it's worth knowing that our drone operator, this is their full-time job, that they're not part-time, they're not playing about it. They are seriously, you know, serious, serious drone operators. And then we have plans to launch in Europe. Wow, that, oh, that's time. big news. We've got interested, in, obviously interest in Europe. So, and we're just about to appear on Crowdcube as well. Um, oh, what's that? It's basically um, an investment platform. So, so members of the public in in the future of drone technology. Us having some funds to to launch in Europe just speeds things up for us, really, because obviously it's not a cheap thing to do. No, uh, I don't think any, launching in any area, especially outside yeah. the UK, is going to be cheap, especially. Okay, we, we will have representatives in each country that we're gonna we're gonna obviously do. We'd like to do it properly. And to do it properly, you need, you know, lots of money to, to do it. So I'm, I'm quite happy to sell some shares, so to speak, to make sure we can do it. Because lots of companies that we're dealing with now do have people in Europe as well. But if we have a worldwide operate, you know, the safe network of operators, there's huge merit in that. Huge merit in that. Because as you say, you'll always find someone go cheaper, but it's never, it never normally works out, does it? Not normally. <laughs> normally cheap doesn't necessarily mean quality. For me, Unless I Unless you're very lucky. Unless you're very lucky. Unless you're very lucky. But certainly yeah. from my point of view, especially from an inventory, just, just on that sole side of things, yeah, quality is it should always be at the forefront. But I think that should be across the board. Things sometimes will cost more and cost less, but it's the quality at the end of the day. And that's what's paramount. And that's what, again, going back to what we were saying earlier on about the end user, you know, that customer's got to be happy with that and that quality has got to be there. Well, Mark, that sounds really interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing how that all goes for you i'm really super excited about what we're doing with yourselves with inventory based on work streams and i think certainly once we get out of this lockdown period hopefully get back to some normality that you know we'll really be able to see that relationship just develop and grow it's said super exciting times yeah no i'm really excited listen we need it because you're going to fly a drone now so we're going to i do yes soon, exactly soon. 
as, as soon as we can meet up safely again, we'll, we'll have you fly on a drone. That sounds fabulous. Well, Mark, thank you so much for today's podcast. So I'll be putting out details with the podcast as to how to contact you and your team should anybody need a drone and also through the Workstreams network. And hopefully we will be able to meet up soon and get that drone up and fly in. Um, it's been really, really nice talking to you today. And you too, Mark. Thank you so much. Right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on today's podcast. I hope you found it interesting and we look forward to seeing you again on our next podcast with the Infantry Professional. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Infantry Professional Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, subscribe to our podcast now and share the love. This podcast was brought to you by Inventory Base, providers of industry-leading property inspection software, accredited training and on-demand property reports.